Classic hip hop shit. Dr. DRE. Rose and Jay. Let's get them. We started out mopping floors. And now we front row with the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. Yeah. And it, it is, is what it is. is. Welcome back to another episode of the Three Kings Podcast. It's your unfriendly neighborhood podcast providing news, politics, and opinions with a hip-hop flair to it. I'm your gracious host, T-Serve. So, welcome back, everybody. Um, hope everybody had a good new year. Uh, happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. <laughs> all that good stuff. Uh, so, I want to introduce you guys to my two very distinguished co-hosts. Uh, let's start off with White Model Rob, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, sir? Thank Good. you, thank you to the audience. Thank you very much. You have to acknowledge the audience. Oh man, they love me. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> all these all these opinions you spew out here. But, they love me. Okay. Uh, so what's going on, Rob? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm on my Shannon Sharp tonight. You know, got my uh, the Hennessy Jack, Jack and Coke right here. Oh, okay. And my blacks. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Damn, Tuesday became Friday real quick. Oh, man, that's the joys of working from home. That must be nice. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. It is be, nice, man. Must be real nice. Mm. Oh, okay. I can sleep till like 9.45. Okay, stop bragging. That's enough. That's I know, enough. right? All right. That's enough. enough. That's enough. Okay. Enough of that. <laughs> I want to introduce you guys to my second very distinguished co-host. He's your favorite mass hole. T. Black, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy New Year. What's going on, uh, T-Black? Hey, man. Happy to see another year. Happy to see another holiday season. Happy to see another born day. You know what I mean? Celebrating my birthday, New Year's Day. So That's that was right. A, oh. That's right. Happy birthday to T-Black. Happy born day. Yeah. So what you guys been up to? What's going on? Uh, man, I should be asking y'all that. <laughs> y'all boys have been busy. Shit, I've been busy with work, starting new projects and shit. Like, nah, it's just a lot you of shit. Side hustle. On. You say you're taking care of drugs, but I, th- I mean, you say you're taking care of dogs, but I think you're selling <laughs> drugs. <laughs> I think you're trapping. What's, what's with what's with the dry snitching, though? I mean, I mean, damn. I mean, there's a shutdown going on. You gotta do something. You're trapping down in, out there in Arlington, man. Shit. Trapping in your building, <laughs> all these fucking animals and shit. Shit, I was in your building every day over the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> take care of these animals, but yeah, that's shit. I got a lot of shit going on. So uh, between work and fucking uh, the dog and cat boarding shit and all all that kind of shit. Yeah. Plus, I'm uh, I'm gonna be traveling. Um, actually, I'm going out to, uh, the country on Friday. I'm going to Barcelona and Lisbon for a week, well deserved uh, rest. That's dope, man. So yeah, yeah should be nice. So me and the wife, my the wife, we never been there either one of us. So yeah, I've never been to Spain. Me neither. Me neither. I have good things. It's supposed to be good. So we are we gonna go mm-hmm. see a, a soccer match too. We are gonna see Barcelona. Uh, see Messi play and shit. Oh, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, so so it should be good. It should be good. So yeah. What about you guys? How was your uh, New Year's slash holidays? Uh, it was it was lovely, man. Um, when I, when on, the, on the 21st, I celebrated the holy day of the Aaron, uh, <laughs> San Gara. 
Winter solstices. Oh boy. Okay. Right. Shortest day of the year. So from the the twenty first onwards until like July, the days get longer and longer and longer. So it's only it's you only dig. uphill from here. You dig? Uh, so it's a very special holiday. Uh, and New Year's, man. I just it looked, the whole Christmas and New Year's. I was in Atlanta, man. I was kicking it with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, especially my um, nephew and my niece. Mm-hmm. Took them shopping, took them to the movies, just kicked it with them, you know? Okay. Made me think maybe I want kids. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Made me rethink. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, man. So, so where'd this come from? Oh, Expound man, on this. Just the joy, man, of just, you know, kicking it with, like, kids. They're innocent, you know what I mean? But you know the joy of spirits. But you know what the joy of it is, the mm-hmm. big, biggest joy of kicking it with other people's kids is giving them back, right? Back. That exactly. is. That's something to think about. But I may be looking to get some ladies out there pregnant. Oh, <laughs> shit. You won't like them child support checks. <laughs> what well, my man Tracy, Tracy Morgan say? I'm going to get you pregnant. I'm old school. Watch, watch out, ladies. I bring the ruckus to the ladies. <laughs> Okay. I mean, he sure will. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll find out in nine months. You know what I mean? We'll find out a little bit. Hey. Fuck around. The podcast going to be <laughs> three kings and a baby. <laughs> three kings uh, and a prince or a princess? Uh, I guess. Uh, I know, right? All right. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad sitcom. Yeah, yeah right. Hit that ass when I moved on, dog. Yeah, that's that's, that's Rob. Uh, I might be getting somebody pregnant. Okay, all right, ladies, ladies, if you want to put in, submit your applications, uh, please email us at official three kings podcast at gmail.com. Rob is uh, currently accepting applications for his uh, his <laughs> queen to be. Same pictures or your IG link. <laughs> oh, oh, don't don't fuck with the IG now. Oh boy! <laughs> all right. Don't. You already up the wrong path, my G. <laughs> you up the wrong path. No, no, just regular, <laughs> regular chicks, not not IG, in, not in IG scale. models. Let me in make that. Scale. Let me make that in, clear. <laughs> no in, way. Am these to Insta scam? Oh no way. You know he gonna be on catfish, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be taking applications. Okay, all right. I didn't uh, sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're welcome, ladies. This is what you have to look forward to. So, yeah. Uh, so this is uh, so happy New Year to you, ladies. All right. So, uh, you guys ready to get these mathematics? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's mathematics. Mighty most depth. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I revolve around science. What are we talking about here? Mighty most depth. It's simple mathematics. That's right, Simple Mathematics, where we talk about the uh, news and, and current events going on around the country and around the world. Uh, so the biggest news, uh, at least in the U.S., is uh, the government shutdown that's going on right now. Uh, it's been uh, over three weeks, approximately three, three four weeks, uh, since the government's been shut down over uh, Donald Trump's plan for a border wall. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's basically the big the big news going on. And uh, ever since then, um, a lot of people have uh, weighed in opinions over border wall and uh, illegal immigration. Uh, none, none more prominent than uh, Michelle Alexander. She of the uh, new Jim Crow fame. Uh, she penned an article for uh, the New York Times uh, titled uh, "None of Us Deserve Citizenship," uh, essentially giving um, giving a uh, giving uh, illegal Im- immigrants uh, essentially um, giving giving uh, giving a uh, 
illegal illegal immigrants uh, something um, uh, akin to uh, deserving citizenship and uh, deserving uh, some sort of a pathway to citizenship um, because essentially none of us, uh, according to her, deserve citizenship, have done anything to earn citizenship. So uh, what do you guys think about the article? Um, I'll, I'll take it a step further. <laughs> like, In my mind, philosophically speaking, I don't even believe in the idea of borders. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ideally, in an ideal world, we would do away with this whole thing called nation states, right? Um, I think it's time like humanity evolved. I don't even know how it worked in practical matters, but I'll take you know what she said and you know even expound on it to where like um, I think humanity should be trying to go to the most logical endpoint, which is like a world government. Sorry, conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Don't be writing letters calling me Illuminati or nothing. But so no Olympics. You're done. You're done with the Olympics. I mean, yet. you can have Olympics just no, for the no, fun. You no can have World the. Cup. You can have Olympics just for the fun of it. I mean, we have college sports, right? Like different universities from different uh, states. But you know, it'd be cool. Like, and I know this won't happen for like maybe a couple of hundred years until you know people evolve to like my, me, right? <laughs> but it'd be it'd be cool to have like a you know United States of the world you know what I'm saying federation like the Star Trek life you know because that, I mean that's where it went from it went from small families extended families to clans from clans to uh, tribes to nation state to now you have uh, unions like the European Union the African Union and eventually it's going to be a world you know world one world government you know what I'm saying so. Yeah, man, let's do away these borders, man. It's, it's antiquated. It's very antiquated, man, the whole idea of a nation state. That's why we have some of the problems we have right now, dividing each other into different parts and everybody waving their little flag like they're gangbanging on the earth, you know? But well. that's, just, that's just my thoughts, man. That's just my vision for the future. Okay. What do you think, T-Block? <laughs> I believe now. <laughs> I don't think you want to be singing that. No. I know. I was just saying, I believe the children in the future. <laughs> wow. Um, no. G mix. I know, right? Um, yeah, no. You know, the article is definitely interesting. It's by one of my favorite authors. Shout out Michelle Alexander. You know, author of my, one of my favorite books, The New Jim Crow. If you haven't read it, check it out. It's a must read. Um, yeah, it's a must read. Oh, man. I love that book. Uh, you know, it, I definitely um, appreciated her perspective and her point of view. You know, she definitely made some great points. Um, she was definitely stepping out into the intellectual, you know, capacity of just explaining, you know, a topic of, you know, that, hey, who are we to try to claim citizenship within a country that's not really ours to begin with? Um, you know, I, I was kind of disappointed that she didn't touch upon the fact that some of us were brought here, and you know, under resistance, of course, but you know, just looking at the entire, just the way the United States is set up as a whole, and just how, you know, whether we're talking about just how the land was taken from the Native Americans and they were pushed the reservations to even our friends south of the border that we want to keep out, how Mexico, you know, got their land stolen from them, or well, not stolen, but more, more or less 
you know, gangster, you know, in a gangster, just, Ganked. you know, just ganked from them. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it, I definitely appreciated, you know, her just pointing that out. That's an argument I've made many times over, you know, whenever I'm talking to conservative fuckheads. I'm like, listen, this land ain't really nobody's at the end of the day. Belong, if you ain't if you don't if your name don't begin with the name of, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, um, Geronimo or, you know, saying or something to that effect or chief, you know, Walking chief gang. Cheap walking bed or somewhere in Dakota something, you know what I mean? You really can't stake any claim to this country. Even Christopher Columbus fucked up, you know what I mean? He he didn't even know where the fuck he was at when he when so called stumbled into this motherfucker. You can't discover something that's already here and people are already here. So you know, at the end of the day, I understood the basis of her, of her premise of the article and her argument. Um, again, just wish she had expounded more that the fact that, you know, African-Americans were brought against their will. And, you know, what I'm saying so, you know, but, you know, again, she's she's right. This written this land really as whites try to become very territorial, you know, and the conservative right wing whites, for that matter, become very territorial as if this is only their land. You know, it, it definitely begs to, you know, differ and just to say, fuck you. It's not. Um. It sounds to me like Michelle Alexander is lobbying for uh, for Mark Lamont Hill's position on CNN as a resident Negro whisperer. Another one nice. that uh, that uh, Angela Rye also he she also has. But uh, here we go. All <laughs> right. Happy Happy New Year, sir. <laughs> happy New Year, sir. Happy Merry New Year. Merry that's, New. that's what it, that's what it sounds like to me. Okay, listen. You can't tell me that um, everyone deserves citizenship if not everyone is is an actual equal equal citizen right now. I mean, there are people. There are certain people. I mean, I don't even have to say who it is, but certain people who don't who haven't who haven't gotten all the inalienable rights of citizenship right now, and certain people are trying to give um, other people uh, essentially those the, the same the same rights that for some reason they don't want to give to the people who built this country. For free, essentially, and people, people like like Michelle Alexander, who is, I mean, I love her book, but it, honestly, it seems like she's just like looking, looking at becoming the next, the next CNN contributor to me. I mean, uh, how can you go from like um, um, from from uh, talking about like uh, black issues and going talking about how how uh, the the government is fucked over black people, this and that? To saying that black people uh, descended to slaves in this in this country, they don't they they they're on equal standing uh, citizenship wise. They they deserve as much citizenship as much as uh, somebody who's from Guatemala or Mexico or, or wherever. I mean that that that's kind of ridiculous to me. You're 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 basically saying that that citizenship doesn't matter, borders doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what you contributed to society, and she can say whatever she wants as far as, like, not deserving citizenship, but descendants of slaves in this country. I mean, people, their their ancestors contributed a whole lot to this country uncompensated, and they're still feeling the ill effects of, of it. And now you're saying that they, they're on the same equal standing. They, have the, they should have the same, same claim, same rights as, as people who, uh, who, uh, who were in this country for 400 years uncompensated. No, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. So... I I'm I'm totally in disagreement with uh, with an article like this. I think it, it pretty much devalues, um, especially talking about like the um, the 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 lowest the lowest caste in this country, which is the census of slaves who are still feeling the ill effects of it. I mean, and that's why I say that's why I say you know, just the idea of borders itself is silly. You know, 
And it's just a way to divide, to uh, say us versus them, right? It's like we deserve citizenship. They don't, right? It's, 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 it's an antiquated idea, man, that needs to be done away with. So, so, uh, so then uh, to expand on your borders idea, then how would, would, would this borders, elimination of borders, would that eliminate racism? I don't think it would eliminate racism, but I think it would, uh, it, it would re- release the tension between countries. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. all right, let's take an example of the European Union, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at countries like France and Germany, well, France and England, they have mm-hmm. been at war with each other, like cats and dogs, for, especially over the last three centuries, right? They fought everywhere around the world. Even in the, even in the United States, they fought. Right, mm-hmm. Germany versus the rest of Europe, mm-hmm. but ever since World War Two, when they created a, a framework to try to rebuild Europe and integrate all these countries together, make make them depend on each other economically, and then they eventually moved into created the European Union, which ironically Britain is trying to get out of, and they're fucking up because they don't even know how to get out of it because there's so much dependency. And mm-hmm. I think that's made, that's why, that, that's what's made, like, Europe, Western Europe, like, the most stable region in the world. Mm-hmm. So, if you had that type of dependency, like, if all the countries in the world were just states of a government and they were all represented, I think that that would go very far into easing a lot of the tensions that we see in the world. But I guess, you know, on the flip side of that, Rob, does that ease the racial tension and, you know, the national some tension? You know, I mean, you still see there's a lot of, you know, issues over there in Europe, right? With the whole nationalist movement on the rise and, you know, the tensions that exist with where Britain, unfortunately, yeah, they voted, you know, voted against their own interests, but nevertheless voted to get out of the union, right? Mm-hmm. So how so how how much tension does it really, you know, subside? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, the, the fact that we haven't seen a war between England and France... <laughs> In like seventy years, uh, is is amazing, uh, right? Okay, I need to I need to push back on that because uh, you're you're you seem to be like saying that that's because of like what happened after after World War Two, where I mean, there's always been trade between between countries. Uh, for me, I think the the reason that you haven't seen a, a war between uh, these countries is because they all have nuclear weapons now. Ever since, <laughs> I mean, how, how how many countries that have have has any have any two countries that have nuclear weapons gone to war with each other ever since the advent of nuclear weapons? I don't think so. Well, so, but, so I mean, that I think that that's the that's the the key driver. I mean, the, the, it, is that everybody everybody can basically blow each other up, not necessarily uh, the economic the economic the codependence. Uh, but it's, it's definitely a driver. It's definitely a driver. But look at countries that that are each other's throats that have nuclear weapons: Pakistan and India. Mm-hmm. Right, they're each other's throats. They hate each other. Mm-hmm. Right, um, United States versus Korea, North Korea. So just because you have nuclear weapons doesn't mean that it eases tensions. It means you're not going to go to war because you might destroy each other. Yeah, right? exactly. Russia versus the United States. Yeah. But I think like I think like forming the European Union did help. You know, mm-hmm. dependency on between these two between all these countries to where nobody wants to destroy the union. Yeah, I think and, and I think don't. it's positive. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I kind of, you know, lean towards serve because when you bring up India and Pakistan, I mean, they really can't fucking stand each other. I mean, that, you talking about gang banging? They they put basically point the missiles at each other at the border, straight up. Like, what you about to do? Right. What you trying? You know what I mean? 
And I think it's real. They understand that if whoever, you know, decides to launch that nuke, you're pretty much going to wipe off, you know, you know, wipe out that section of the world. You know what I mean? And cause damage, you know, throughout neighboring countries, you know, and throughout the continent. So that, that they neighbor. So I don't know. I think nuclear weapons do ease the tension. I don't oh, think they do. Anything to do. I'm not, I'm yeah, not disagreeing that at all. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't tell yeah, me I don't that. Think it, it, oh, my bad, T. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, nah, no, nah, you know that's basically it. Like I don't, I think you and they understand the consequence of if you launch like any country, you launch one of those weapon uh, missiles, it, you you set back humanity for decades. Yep. Just I'm, look at Chernobyl. You know. Yep. I mean, you see the U.S. and and Russia, they have they have all kind of economic relations. Also, U.S. and China, they have all kind of economic relations too. I mean, that doesn't mean they're still. That means they still like super tense relations between them. But that doesn't mean. That either one is going to launch a, a nuke at each other. I mean, there's there's always going to be tensions among like among various countries. But the question is whether or not you know you're going to see any kind of um, any kind any kind of war between the two, any kind of full scale war. Anyway, I mean, you and that's really to me that's really because primarily of the advent of nuclear weapons, not necessarily because of uh, any kind of economic codependence. There's always been economic codependence between between countries. There's always been trade. Yeah, but not at the level that you have in Europe, like with the European Union. And even with China and the U.S., uh, Nixon going to China and meeting with Mao and easing those tensions and eventually China joining the uh, World Trade Organization, that helped bring China into the fold. We were not doing as much business with China. And that's why right now you can't even declare a, a full-scale economic war between the United States and China. Because both countries are so dependent on each other. Well, there's a lot of tension. I mean, you can't really say there's no tension or there's very little tension among countries in the U.S. I mean, if you look at Greece versus uh, versus um, uh, versus Germany or Greece versus France, I mean, when they, during the during the economic downturn, I mean, they they were like really just they were really going going at each other because uh, essentially uh, Germans were subsidizing the uh, Greece and other other poorly. Uh, poorly run countries in the, in the in the, uh, the European Union, so th- there's there's always there's always going to be tensions. Always there's always going to be something, and just uh, some sort of uh, economic incentive. Um, that's not uh, to me. That's not the the real the real deter- deterrent of of anything. is is mostly a military a mo- military deterrent. So. Uh, well, you know, the, the European Union is going to have growing pains. You know, that well, that's what they're experiencing right now is growing pains. How do you balance powerful countries versus countries that are not as powerful? But I think like everything that we know about human evolution is leading to a world a, a world government. I think it's for the better, and elimination of national borders. Uh, I think I think it, I think it is. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you there, but I mean the question of of uh, what exactly what it's going to do as far as like uh, as far as um, for for. Uh, Black people specifically in the, in this country, if it's gonna help, if it's gonna help hurt or whatever, that's that's another that's another that's a whole other issue. So I agree. So we'll see. Um, let's move on. Uh, so another story that came out is that uh, Russia uh, in the 2016 uh, campaign targeted African Americans on social media. So uh, the Russian influence campaign on social media. Uh, made an extraordinary effort to target African Americans, using an array of tactics to try to suppress turnout among Democratic voters and unleashed a blizzard of activity on Instagram that rivaled or exceeded uh, its posts on Facebook, according to a report produced uh, for the Senate Intelligence Committee. 
the report adds new details uh, to the portrait that has emerged over the last two years of the energy and imagination of the Russian effort to sway Amer American opinion and divide the country, which the authors say continues to this day. What do you guys think about this? Um, <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I wasn't surprised, you know. Um, I knew something was fishy <laughs> this last election in 2016 because I've never seen I've never seen black people so angry at the uh, political process as I saw in 2016. And some of it is very, very well deserved. I mean, very uh, justified. Right. And some of it is exaggerated. Like I never heard so many people just say oh, both sides are the same. Both sides are the same. Don't vote. Or a lot of uh, Democrats don't do nothing for black people, so don't vote. Or, you know, you have people like Tariq Nasheed, who has, you know, he has a, a big fan base. And he's telling people, don't vote nationally, just vote locally. Uh, but I knew, I knew China had, <laughs> I knew uh, Russia had infiltrated when your boy T. Serve <laughs> decided to vote for a Green Party. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sir, sir, it's okay. Were uh, you were you victim? Were you a victim? Come uh, to Russia. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently, I can't think of myself. Yeah. A victim of Russian propaganda. Apparently, I'm a, I'm a Putin puppet too. Apparently, yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a Putin, Putin he's puppet. in Arlington. He's in Arlington. <laughs> but uh, but seriously, um, I just I, I was not surprised, you know. And and the fact is like. Russia is smart, man. So it's not like they're making divisions between the United States. It's that they're, ex they're, they're exploiting the divisions that already exist. They're exploiting people's dissatisfaction with the status quo and the, um, the current political order. And black people do have a, uh, a legitimate reason to be angry at Democrats, right? Um, especially for, like, the crime bill and... Always feeling like we we coming out. We support the Democratic Party as a group more than any other group, right? And people feeling like, okay, what are they doing for us? They're very legit, legitimate, but some of it was exaggerated, right? Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't surprised at all. You know, makes total sense to me. Yeah, you know, they probably got something to do with the ten year challenge right now. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the article, it, it didn't surprise me, um, but it was just like, all right, it wasn't just black people now. <laughs> you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people, if you, especially if you're lazy intellectually, you fell victim to the bullshit and the propaganda that was out there on social media. One of the things that I've noticed within the past several years, and I think we talked about it on this show um, a few episodes ago, is that people don't take the time to research. People aren't intellectually curious anymore. People don't use critical thinking skills. They utilize social media not just for, you know, for just entertainment, but they use it for factual, well, you know, what they deem as factual, but yet erroneous shit. And when if people took the time, even if you found something that might, you know, compel you to say, hey, you know, that's some good shit. Let me, you know, I feel, you know, what this post says, you fact check it. That's the first thing that critical thinking skills tell you to do to go, hmm, let me make sure, man, because, hey, anybody could put anything out here. It's almost like social media has turned to Wikipedia, you know what I'm saying, on steroids. Essentially, anybody can write anything. 
But if you don't take the time to fact check and to understand what the fuck is being posted and what you're reading, then what, what's the good? What's the good of having a fucking brain, in my opinion? And the fact that people rely, you know, upon social media for news, I understand for headlines, I understand for breaking for um, you know, breaking news stories. You want to be able to, you know, be in the know and have that instant news cycle. But you still have to fact check, man. And the fact that people don't fact check anymore, and you know, it just happens to me within our community, people, you know, suffer from that lack of critical thinking skills and don't want to research shit and just rely upon shit for face value you know it's like oh well and 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 again you know because sometimes we don't attend the best schools you know and the education systems within our neighborhoods and communities are fucked up and they're taking away more subjects that are really honing and training you know us to be more critical in our thinking yeah it you know, to see that stat and to see this article, I was like, well, shit, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me because I know a lot of motherfuckers who just rely upon, you know, Twitter, you know, Facebook, Instagram and all that shit and say, yeah, yeah, I saw that shit on Facebook, yo, they said. I'm like, motherfucker, do you read? Like, do you even watch the news or even read or pick up a book or look in a magazine? Shit, you know, like something just dump fact check. But if it's some street shit, niggas going to tell you quick, yo, I don't believe that shit. I'm trying, you know, but you know what? Diversify. The, the the crazy thing about it is the the stories that are accurate, you know, but they're lighting a fire, right? So it's like propaganda. You use half truths. Like for example, I know the crime bill was something mm-hmm. that motivated a lot of people to be very critical of the Democratic Party and what they've done in the past. Uh, support for gay rights was something that motivated a lot of people. So some of it is not just outlier, you know, outright out lies. There are some factual stuff, but you kind of have to get context of the whole of everything and to be able to put everything in, in the proper perspective. And that's critical thinking, though. That, that's what I said. Critical right. thinking skills are at you know all, an all time low, in my opinion. Uh, this article is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Um, in the 1960s, also uh, the Russians also used uh, the the civil rights civil rights structure civil rights struggle in order to to fan to quote unquote fan flames also for for dissent also. I mean that's that's well known. I mean would you say would you would you discredit that too? I mean that that that's this, this kind of ridiculous to me to to say that um, legitimate grievances that black people have uh, toward Democrats, Republicans, whoever the political system and and is uh, is somehow they're being brainwashed. By by Putin, do you do you have any idea how much money was put into Facebook uh, concerning with 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 Russia with Russia trolls? A hundred thousand dollars. How much how much money was was put into 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 Facebook uh, from between the Trump and Clinton campaigns? Eighty one million dollars. Are, are you fucking serious? You can't even you can't even take the, the, this shit seriously. You're you're you're, you're talking to levels of magnitude here, and yet um, when it, when you you can you can actually take. Um, legitimate grievances and you're trying and is more 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 blame blaming by people more victim blaming people who were who were um who were victims of of clinton and his and his uh, and clinton and both clintons their uh crime bill their all all the all the all things that that the fact that uh you had a pre- black president for eight years who didn't do shit for black people and who, who shitted on reparations all that kind of thing and and black people are just supposed to like be like oh well 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 but Oh well, we we gonna we gonna keep uh, we gonna keep doing it, doing voting voting for it anyway. We no 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 criticism whatsoever is allowed at all. And, and if you if you criticize them, then then you're being a you're being a hater or something. You're being divisive, whatever. All this all this all this bullshit. So I, I find I find this to be just absolutely ridiculous that 
a place like New York Times will just look to blame black people for for Clinton's for Clinton's defeat. Look, the only person who's who's responsible for Clinton's defeat is, is Hillary Clinton. All right, mm-hmm. she's the one. It's her campaign. It's not a hundred hundred thousand dollars in Facebook ads that that swayed that swayed a fucking election, and that's that's ridiculous. Was and that honestly, the number that was given? A hundred thousand? Yeah, it was just a hundred thousand in the article. In the article, but I, not not the article, but the Senate Intelligence Committee they 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 uh, they they met they met with Facebook representatives on on Capitol Hill, and then the, the Facebook representatives they they taught, they they gave their numbers. I think we, with Google it was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars that, that that in that total was, or just for black people in total targeted in total in total. That's what I said. It's not just black people. It's I mean, not black people. It's, it's not to- just that's what I said. It's not just black people. I mean, that that that's, you know, ridiculous. But, you know, if they want to just focus on pe- lack of critical thinking skills. Yeah, I mean, shit, it doesn't surprise me that anybody got hoodwinked into anything if, if they did at all. I mean, who knows? I mean, people have their own grievances and reasons why they didn't vote. And that, you know, that's on them. But. To just sit here and just, you know, isolate blacks. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I mean, everybody, they're, they're stupid motherfuckers everywhere. Come on now. I mean, people, I mean, look at the dude down there in Maryland. <laughs> that motherfucker. The dude in Maryland who saw the Facebook post about Hillary Clinton having kids, t- you know, tied up in that pizza shop, ran up in there, guns blazing and mm-hmm. shit. So, and they, he wasn't black. So, you know, I mean, you know, like I said, it's not just black people. Man. Yeah, I mean, they, they targeted everybody. I don't know about the $100,000 uh, $100, figure. Maybe we need to take a look, um, investigate that more. Um, I, I did my research. But there was <laughs> definitely a concentrated effort by Russia to target everybody in support of Donald Trump. Right? Like, we know that happened. We've seen the conspiracy and that's the the Mueller investigation that's going on right now. So, so let let me ask let me ask you a question then. It, does if it's true, does it matter if it's if it's if it's put out there by by um, by uh, by Russia? I mean, Russia also put out the fact that uh, the Democrats they they rigged the primary against Bernie Sanders. Would, yeah. Would, I, you say, would you say that? Would you say that that's 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 something that's something bad? What I'm saying is, I I. I I'm against any foreign country interfering in another country's elections, whether we do it like we've done in the past or whether another country does it to us, right? Especially when they do it to us. <laughs> and they did target, they micro-targeted everybody. They micro-targeted white people in rural areas, uh, right-wing white people. They micro-targeted black people, you know, and... There were a lot of voices, especially on the internet. I spent, you know, <clears throat> on YouTube, a lot of YouTube channels telling people not to vote, um, saying like both sides are the same. So doesn't matter if you vote for one or the other. So it depressed votes. I think it depressed votes. I don't know to what extent, but I know it did. So you think? So you do? So you think it's a bad thing that that Russia and WikiLeaks they expose the Democratic uh, Democratic Party's um, rigging of the system. You'd you'd rather not know. You'd rather have them not having exposed that. I'd rather not have a foreign government <laughs> interfere in our elections. Okay, so you think it's a bad thing? I think like interfering in other people's elections is wrong. All right. When we do it, it's wrong. When they do it, it's wrong. Okay. All right. Even if it's the truth. My thing is that the truth, the truth, the truth, the truth usurps everything. And like, if, if you if you expose something and it's the truth. Then that's one thing. If you expose, if you if you do something, um, and uh, it's 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 for, it's ne- it's nefarious and it's and it's not true, 
then that's a whole that's a whole other thing. So you're for Russia um, breaking into you know people's emails and stealing emails and publishing them. I'm for the truth. All right. I'm for the truth. All right. I just you know it's a foreign government. They should not. They should. They should be minding their own business and not interfering in our election process. Um, yeah. So. All right. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, T, you have anything? Uh, you anything you want to add? Take that, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, let's move on. So there's another uh, article that came out recently, and it, it details how the uh, suffrage movement betrayed black women. Uh, the suffragist heroes uh, Elizabeth uh, Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony seized control of the, of the feminist narrative in the 19th century. 19th century. Uh, that narrative in the six-volume history of women's suffrage betrays more than a hint of vanity when it credits the Stanton and uh, Anthony cohort with starting a movement that actually had diverse origins and many mothers. Its worst offenses may be that it rendered nearly invisible the black women who labored in the suffrage, uh, suffragist vineyard and that it looked away from the racism that tightened its grip on the fight for the women's vote in the years after the Civil War. Well, you guys read the article. What do you think about it? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we've talked about this before, right? It's the old Dave Chappelle quote. <laughs> Come on, white women. You were in on the heist. You just didn't like your cut. And I think that goes into explaining... Uh, not only currently how white women vote, um, especially for a person like Donald Trump, a majority, like 53%, right? But even when you go back to the suffrage movement, the people involved in the suffrage movement, if they could have gotten uh, white women vote and not had uh, given the vote to black people in general, they would have done it. Right, um, I don't. Th- I don't think it was Susan B. Anthony, but it was <laughs> before her. Well, they- that's what that's what they tried to do. I mean, essentially, when when um, they were trying to uh, get a black men uh, the right right to vote, um, essentially the the white suffragists suffer like Susan B. Anthony, they 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 they. They the Fifteenth Amendment. Yeah, the Fifteenth Amendment. They vilified. They vilified black men. They said that uh, white women should get the, the right to vote before for black men. All this, that, and the other. They vilified. They called them rapers, rapists, and all, all all kinds of things. So yeah, that's that's essentially what happened. Right, right. So it seems to me that white women, in general, generally speaking, not all of them, because they're a good number. Uh, a, a big percentage that are um, liberal and especially single white women. But married white women are kind of freeloaders in the sense that... <laughs> no, I, like, ser- I, like, seriously. No, I like that. I like that. Okay, go ahead. In the sense that they let all the other women fight for them, right? Let's say re- reproductive rights, right, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. So they let all the other women fight for them. And whenever they need to access the rights that were won, they can. Mm-hmm. But whenever they just need to fall back on their whiteness for an advantage, they do. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's that's what I got from this article. And it's 
you know, it happened back then, and it's you know still happening to a certain extent today with with white women's voting um, history, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's it's nothing that I was surprised about, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one the one the one kind of caveat I want to I want to put on that is that we talked about this before, but like how um, single single women, especially uh, most especially single white women, they they tend to vote more Democratic. And married white women, they vote more Republican. Um, so, so yeah, it it, it it adds to what to what to what you said because uh, you, generally speaking, the re- reproductive rights um, the reproductive rights um, campaign that's more something that's that single women they want to access as opposed to married women. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of add that. Go ahead, T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much to add. I, I, you know, definitely I share the same sentiments, you know what I'm saying, as Rob, is that, yeah, when I read the article, I said it's been going on for a long, long, long time. I mean, you see it in, you know, not only within the, the voting, you know, block, but also just in society, man. It always seems like, you know, whenever it comes to, you know, the feminist movement or, you know, women's rights, it's being led by the white women and black women tend to, you know, to tag along. And then at the end of the day, they get betrayed and, you know, thrown under the bus and back and really to the back of the bus and <laughs> on the back of the line for that matter. And, 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 and unfortunately, you know, what you see sometimes even nowadays and when, when black women tag along for the ride of the feminist movement is that then they shit on the black man. And then next thing you know, they're sitting there holding the bag, and then you're like, "Oh, now y'all want to come back?" And now, now we, it's we. Now we speaking French. <laughs> the fuck is that? Yeah, right. I said it. And you by the way, mean? and they do that shit. And by the way, the black feminist and the white feminist fight has never been the same. Never. Um, never the same. Black women never fought for. We want to work. <laughs> <laughs> you will let us work. Right. Black yeah, women yeah. were working. Since they, they stepped, got they stepped off the ships. since they got here, so it's not it was it wasn't their fight that we we want to fight for the right to work. It's like they had to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time they were more employable than the black man were, mm-hmm. right? Because of discrimination. Exactly. So the fights have never the fights have never been the same. The alignment between like white feminists and black feminists has never been the same. Exactly. Yeah, but they they, um, they they kind of act like they're allies up to a, mm-hmm. a certain point. The fem- feminists do generally, and then when it's when it's it's time to um, compromise in order to get something from the right wing, they'll generally throw black women on the bus, and mm-hmm. and basically the compromise will just fuck black women so that so that the feminist quote unquote movement can can advance. Um, one thing I one thing I, I noticed about the article they talked about like um like um something interesting I, I saw racist uh, white liberals who are essentially um, there for equality in um, in some sort of abstract way. So if you if you talk about like equality, if you talk about like uh, rights or whatever, then yeah, then in theoretically, I mean in a vacuum, yeah, sure. But when it comes to practical application of it, a lot of a lot of a lot of people are not. Like one example I kind of want to want to bring up was um, I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of movies about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and mm-hmm. uh, so one thing I, I noticed is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, she's obviously a, a feminist icon. People people love her, but when it came to um, people asking her about Colin Kaepernick. 
she basically said that he he was he was stupid. He didn't know what it, we didn't know what he was doing. Um, so yeah, that that that's kind of like a parallel for me as far as like the whole like um, uh, equal rights in, in in principle, or as long as it's convenient. But as soon as it like this, it doesn't. Um, as soon as it's not like um, uh, it's not like convenient for you. It, it's not up to you. Like you're kind of like um, you're you're somewhat uh you're, you're you're snuff basically then you can you can basically you can basically shit on other people and um and and basically uh basically just like uh shit on on, on other, other people's movements it's kind of like um a lot you have you have a lot of uh northeast uh, liberals or whatever who, who like claim to be claim to be liberal claim to be the most open-minded people but you know let them let their um let their daughters bring home a black man mm-hmm. and you see you see exactly you see exactly what happens you know what I mean, or like a lot, a lot of different things. Let, let their let their sons bring home, bring home black women. Um, all, all all kinds of different things. So that that's kind of the, the the takeaway I got I got from this article is that um, essentially um, the the suffrage movement it's it's not it's not all all peaches and cream. It's not all all good. Not for not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, they're they're this they they. They've um, they've ostracized black black women. They've demon, oh, historically speaking, demonized black demonized black men, and the, 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 these are historical facts. So yeah, it has to be. It has to yeah, these these things have to be talked talked about and discussed, and because um, a lot of people they, they they like to kind of gloss over over these things because history has has a tendency to repeat itself. Right. I mean, uh, another part, another interesting part about the article is Frederick Douglass. Being of like a huge supporter of the women's suffrage movement, mm-hmm. and him being hurt by the, some of the things that were being said by the leaders of the suffrage movement about black people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so like black people are put in a position to fight for everybody's rights. Yep. yep. Other people fight for their convenience. Yeah, a lot. A lot of these. Their rights. A lot of these. Uh, these statements that were made by the by the women in the suffrage movement, they, they could have come straight from clan clan rallies, essentially. So yeah, I'm, I I think I think that 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 needs to be addressed instead of like glossing glossing a, a lot of this stuff over. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, let's move on. Um, so there's another article that came out recently. It talked about how affirmative action uh, shouldn't be about diversity. Now the premise of the article is that um, essentially uh, affirmative action uh, began as a plan in in the, in the '60s where um, where black people they, they were they're supposed to get uh, certain 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 slots um, because of because of uh, uh, what happened in, in the pre in the past with the Jim Crow slavery that kind of thing, but then over like over the course of uh, the next few decades. It transitioned from like um, it being like a sort of reparations uh, to basically about um, diversity being about um, uh, more about like um, uh, making the institution, the corporate institution, the the school more uh, diverse for the sake of making the school better, as opposed to giving uh, giving back to the community. That that was that was uh, number one, uh, not allowed to uh, to be a part of it. Uh, number two, um, that was it was it was supposed to, that was uh, supposed to uh, get um, get um, get some sort of a recompense uh, from from the, from uh, from society from the government 
uh, from all the, all these different institutions. So, yeah, my thought my thought on this is that yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think that uh, uh, affirmative action has definitely been co opted um, in order to kind of include everybody. When when Linda B. Johnson he he first he first talked about reparations. He 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 he, he uh, initially talked about it as uh, a means of. Uh, reparations, essentially, where the, the people who, who weren't allowed who weren't allowed to uh, to be in the schools, people who were who were disenfranchised, who uh, from uh, from uh, corporations, all these all these type of things, they were they were supposed to get um, basically something back, a leg up, in order to make things equal out in the future. But now it's kind of is it's it's become more about you know just making the institution better, and not just that, but also. Um, affirmative action is not supposed to be just, it's not supposed to be for, uh, quote unquote, uh, black people. It's supposed to be something that's for people who are, who are disenfranchised. So not, uh, not, not immigrants, not, uh, from other countries, not, not, not any, 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 anybody else other than the people who were, who were, uh, in slavery in this country, who were who were who were not allowed to have certain certain rights and certain privileges over centuries, and who had to fight who had to fight for it, and that's kind of the thing that's gotten watered down over the years. In that it's kind of like kind of been um, been a peanut butter spread to everybody. To it's become it's a affirmative action number one. It um, it affects uh, it's for women more than anything. Uh, it's for mm-hmm. for gays. It's for it's basically affirmative action has become something that's um, for everyone except for straight white men, and it's it, it's it's been it's been something that um, essentially who that was initially supposed to be for uh, for descendants of slaves in this country, and it's kind of gotten diluted, water watered down to include essentially everybody. And I think that uh, yeah, it should go back to what it was in, in, initially intended to be. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you know, that's definitely. Right, you know, um, definitely it got hijacked. But what doesn't get hijacked in this country, right? I mean, shit, that, that's just the nature of the, of the beast, unfortunately, in the program of the United States. Whenever it has to do with advancing black people in this country, righting the wrongs and of the ill wills of slavery, no, they're like, fuck that. We did it, so the fuck what? You know, you are labor, get over it, move on. You know, we didn't want you here in the first place, we just utilized and used you. So, I mean, they might as well just say it that way because that's how they feel. You know, whenever there's any policy implemented that's supposed to allow us to advance or give us to say, hey, you built this joint for free, man. We got to compensate y'all. No, they turn turn the shit into fuck y'all, get over it. You, you, you know, and so what if we, you know, basically pillaged your live society and raped your, you know, women and, you know, fucked up your whole lives, you know, lives from, from for over 400 years. You just got to get over it. You know, and it, and it sucks. It really sucks, and it's fucked up. And yeah, it is black rage at times because you're like, yo, we if some shit, you know, let let some shit happen to white folks, and Jesus Christ, you know, <laughs> it turns into you know a whole fucking movement on 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 Washington and shit, and then everyone is like, oh, you know, but for us, it's like get over it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's really fucked up. And, and that's just the way it's always been. And affirmative action definitely got hijacked. It, it, it absolutely did. You know, it was supposed to at least allow folks who basically would, you know, and it's not like, and here's the thing that kills me with, you know, with people, especially conservative right wing motherfuckers who talk about affirmative action in an adverse way, right? 
they always say it gives you a head start and it doesn't allow black people, you know, especially to to pull themselves up by the bootstrap. And I'm like this. Every fucking time black people have the chance or want to do something for themselves. Let's talk about Tulsa, right? Sitting back, they said, fuck y'all, you can't have shit. You, you might go get your own. Okay, we're going to go over to the section of Tulsa. We're going to start our own shit, have our own commerce, have our own trade, have our own businesses, start our own schools, hospitals. We're going to keep ourselves self-sufficient, self-reliant. Fuck y'all. <laughs> what happens when the cracker can't get their motherfucking hands on, their own, on that shit or they can't do shit themselves? Fuck them niggas. We're going to burn that shit down. Right? Bomb it. And, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like leave us the fuck alone. We start our own schools. We have our own sports. You know, start the HBCUs. We're doing our things in sports. What do they do? Oh, we're going to diversify the white schools. Oh, let's go get the blacks out of those schools. Fuck that shit. Because we want to make our schools better. So it's almost like every fucking time we have something to ourselves, they come along with their motherfucking hands and want to get their hands on it. You know, and I'm not even going to go and, and expound upon hip hop. You know, something that's us, that we're doing our own shit, minding our own business, but y'all still want to co-opt and, and hijack. So, I don't get it. Which way do you want it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Black Rage. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Oh, man. Black Rage! Black Rage! I kill any white folks that lay my motherfucking eyes on! And this ain't to my, you know... White brothers and sisters who are for the struggle. I ain't gonna hate on you. I'm just talking about those fuck faces. And if you get offended, oh well. <laughs> if you get offended, oh well. <laughs> okay. Um, what is, what, what is something interesting I read in that story. Uh, this Jack is kicking in. <laughs> oh boy. So one, one, like, one of those nights. No, there was. Um, the thing is, like, they, they talked about how. Um, you know, they, uh, people will complain about affirmative action because, okay, if you apply for law school, I think it was the University of Michigan, you get like, you have to meet, get a certain number of points, right? I think it's like 150 points. So they put your GPA, your LSAT score, all these things together, right? But they say, like, if you, or just the University of um, uh, Michigan, but they give you points if you went to like a, a very high ranking or prestigious high school, right? Mm-hmm. They give you points for that. They give you points if you took AP classes in school, right? And the number of points that you get are greater than the number of points that people get for affirmative action, mm-hmm. right? So, but you know, to, if you, if, uh, to be able to be in a good school to get those type of points, these are like private schools. These are like high schools in like very, very uh, rich areas. So even that, they never talk about the other type of affirmative action that people are getting based on how the, you know, the, the situation that they were born in, right? Being rich or being whatever. So that's something to be considered about. Legacies, that's something to be considered about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine with um, affirmative action being targeted to black people who are descendants of slaves, right? Uh, I don't see a problem with that. But, you know, women also did, they were kept back from participating in the labor market or going to school. You know, they didn't get a chance to vote until the, the 1920s. So even, even with that, they were, they, you know, we, it, women face hardship and just in general as just, just as women, so... Uh, I need I, I need to push back on that a little because um, 
people people kind of bring that up, but I mean, generally, if we're talking about like if we're talking about like white women in this country, generally, I mean, white women have access have access to to money, wealth, and power because their husbands, their their uh, their 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 sons, their uh, you know their their fathers, all they have they have money, and then then and then they inherit it. So it's not exactly it's not exactly it's not exactly the, the same thing. It's not the same thing, but I'm just saying they there were hardships in the past. Like like women could not get a credit card unless it was in their husbands' names or their fathers' names, right? Like they couldn't enter the job market. You know, mm-hmm. they couldn't be fully independent. They just women just got became fully independent not too long ago. <laughs> so there's that. You know, I'm not saying it's the same as what black people have been through in this country, but they've been through some shit, so I don't know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a question. Then give them their own bill. <laughs> fuck out of here. Let them eat cake. You know what uh, I mean? <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to another story. So there's another story that came out uh, that uh, read that uh, essentially the, uh, the outcome of which... Is that uh, feminists think that sexist men are sexier than woke men? Uh, so uh, research suggests that uh, female interest in sexist men, specifically men who display uh, "quote unquote" benevolent sexism, um, may be seen as uh, women as being more interested in investing resources in a woman. Uh, benevolent sexism is a concept describing a form of sexism which is overtly less hostile and misogynistic. And our uh, beliefs uh, that are that uh, that uh, that people are taught uh, from essentially from the U.S. South. Uh, benevolent sexism includes beliefs that women should be put on a pedestal, women should be cherished and protected by men, women should be willing to sacrifice, men should be willing willing to sacrifice to, uh, to provide for women, women are more virtuous than men, and women are more refined and pure compared to men. What do you guys think about this? I'm shocked. <laughs> I am shocked, man. Can you read? Can you read that shit again? What? <laughs> uh, women should be put on a pedestal. Bing. Women should be cherished and protected by men. Bang. Women should be willing. To, men, men should be sacrificed. Uh, willing to sacrifice to provide for women. Bang. W- women are more virtuous than men. Bang. Women are more refined and pure compared to men. Bang. Bang. <laughs> I mean, come on. Is anybody surprised? Nah, I'm not. Shit. Look, man, women want to be taken care of. I don't care what feminists say. Most women want to be taken care of. Uh, Rob is accepting applications, though. (laughs) And they can't help it because it's biological, right? Like, okay, I've talked about this before. But the goal of every organism on Earth is two things. One is self-survival, and two is to propagate their genes. Right? Mm-hmm. The way women do it is different than men. Men are programmed to have sex with as many women as possible and pass on their genes. Women, on the other hand, everything in their being, their biology is telling them find the right mate. Find the person who's going to be able to protect you. Find the person who's going to be able to take care of you. Because for nine months, you're not going to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to be able to defend yourself. And then for like, Two three years, you're taking care of an infant and a toddler. You're gonna be, you're gonna be out of commission, right? For the most part. And I'm talking about evolutionary, right? Like 
these are thousands and thousands of years of evolution. So yeah. <laughs> so so is it any surprise that women look for men that they feel can protect them, that are strong, or they make a lot of money, or show those certain characteristics? No, I don't think so. You know. Okay. Uh, is it is it is it surprising to you that uh, uh, even feminists uh, they, they 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 want those characteristics even though uh, I mean the gist of feminism is uh, equality and it doesn't seem like those uh, quality those uh, those characteristics are, are they really can't cool. help it <laughs> <laughs> yeah this dude's bugging um, the same way that when you look at a big ass or some big tetas and you you know you automatically look oh boy. You can't help it. It's biological. You can't go against your biology. You cannot go against your genes. So, no, I'm not surprised that uh, feminists yeah. go after those type of guys. Well, it also, you know, stems from the whole, you know, adage of, yeah, you know, nice guys come in last. A lot of women don't like a nice guy. It's fucked up to say it, but they don't. They, You always notice women go for the assholes for whatever fucking reason. And it's something, yeah, maybe maybe it is biological. I'm not sure. I'm not in that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm definitely not a, you know, uh, a person who specializes in DNA traits and shit like that. But, um, this is you know, facts. like I said, <laughs> um, I don't specialize in this field of work, but I will, say, I will say, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny, man. I, it, it just it almost sounds like in this article, women just don't know what the fuck they want. Let's just keep it a book. They, they don't know what the fuck they want. It's like, you know, one minute, it's like they want it all, right? A lot of women want it all. They don't know what they want. They want what they want when they want it. And that's was really too reckless. You know what I mean? It's the truth. They want it. You know, it, it happens so much. I mean, you think about it, you know, at the end of the day. You notice a lot of women, you know, they're always in some fucked up relationship, right? And then when they need, and, they, and it's always the most fucked up dude. Then when they get a nice guy, they're like, but he's too nice. How many times you talk to one of your female friends and you're like, oh, what's up with that guy you're dating? You know, he's a really nice guy. I know, he's too nice. All the, the, all the, the time. Fuck? I you think know, ev- <laughs> every man can attest to this. When you, when you were an asshole to a girl, she was attracted <laughs> to you more than when you simped her, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've had situations like that happen as men, and we learn. We're like, oh, okay. Right. It's like a little bit. It's like a little bit of asshole, but a little bit of kindness. You can't be too much of the kind. You have to show them you're an asshole to be like, no, nah, I ain't giving you a fucking wave. Shut up with that shit. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you're like, yeah, baby, whatever you want, yeah, whatever no you want, whatever. She's like, look at this. You know, biologically, that's what I'm talking about. A woman is like, if he gives in to me that easily. How is he going to defend me against the, 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 yeah. the tribe from across the river who's going to come over here attack me? You know what I mean? If he can't stand up to me, how is he going to stand up to those guys? Yeah, so, it'll be good. Hmm. So, so you think that um, generally uh, sexist, quote-unquote sexist men uh, who like, uh, who like uh, portray these benevolent sexist uh, characteristics, they're not as, like, uh, uh, I guess, manly in, in other way. I, that's the only way I can put it. As like a man who isn't, who isn't like, a, who doesn't put, who doesn't like put women on a pedestal, all all this kind of thing. Because I mean, to me, that if if you're like, if you're like a benevolent sexist, that that's kind of like simpish behavior. So I mean, it's it's kind of interesting to me that uh, women uh, they they kind of gravitate to that. They they kind of they kind of like 
want their cake and eat it too. They want to they want to be able to have mm -hmm. have uh, you know uh, they want to be able to say you know okay yeah I want I want to be treated equally, but really um, they want a man who treats them like you know more than more than equal essentially. Yeah, I mean, shoot, man, the first time you're going out with a girl, man, you have to if you if you go out on a date, you're gonna pay right for stuff, right? Wait, you, you can't be you, like wait, you pay. You can't be like. Let's split. Let's split this bill. If you say, I, I, I always haven't I mean, paid. I haven't paid, baby. If you I mean, say, I know. I was gonna say. I mean, shit. I mean, it ain't nothing wrong. A lot of women pay on the first date nowadays. They they do pay on the first date. They don't like it. <laughs> shit, that's a requirement. That's a requirement. They don't like that shit. What, what's that joke? What's that uh, Chris Rock joke? Shit, Chris who, Rock. Who you? Who you fucking? Chris Rock said. Um, <laughs> Nothing make a woman dry up faster <laughs> than having to reach for her purse. <laughs> you know, her clutch, her clutch Chanel purse. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. I, w I wish we had a female on the show because this would be a great discussion to have with one of them to get their perspective. Um, because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, we look at it from our, our lens. And, yeah, I, in my past experience, it, it's been like that. When you're too nice of a guy, oh, you get shit on by women, man. They shit on you. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the way it, it goes. Mm -hmm. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on uh, to the next topic. So um, Dame Dash really recently had another interview with uh, Nick Cannon. Uh, in which he discussed uh, many different things. Uh, he talked about like uh, being a boss and uh, having your own business and being able to, to be able to uh, practice nepotism. Uh, so he also talked about um, uh, uh, R, R. Kelly situation and uh, what uh, and uh, the Rockefeller and how he how he dealt with uh, R. Kelly being on uh, on uh, songs that. Uh, he was uh he was uh, he participated on uh, and that that kind of thing. So, um yeah, you guys uh saw the interview. What did you guys think about uh, Dame Dash and what he said? Well, unfortunately, I didn't see the interview, so I don't have much to say about it until I watched the video. So, sorry about that. <laughs> didn't do my research for the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um. But I have heard Dame Dash talk in the past about, you know, just the premise of what he was saying. I mean, as far as how he handled R. Kelly, I mean, it, it's it's just, it, Dame, man, he, he he has a lot to say. Of course, on entrepreneurship, they started Rockefeller. You know, shout out to him on that. You know, I definitely give him kudos. You know, him, Jay-Z, and, you know, um, Kareem Burke, you know, Biggs, they all started Rock. And, you know, you got to give him his props. And, you know, when he was on The Breakfast Club especially, and, like, you know, I follow him on Instagram, Culture Vulture. You know, he has, it's interesting. I mean, definitely a go-getter, smart brother who, you know, definitely took his chances in the music industry and, you know, bet on, they, you know, him and, you know, Jay-Z and Biggs, they bet it on themselves and, you know, look what they've turned into, successful entrepreneurs. But it's almost like it's not, as, you know, not everyone is built for that. You know what I mean? And sometimes when he goes off on the, goes left with the shit, it's like, come on, man, you got to give people, you know, meet them where they're at. Some people aren't built for that. And you can't, don't shit on them. You know what I mean? Don't shit on them as if, you know, that it's so easy to do. It takes a certain type of personality to do the shit. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know. And again, I didn't watch the interview in regards to the R. Kelly, you know, situation. I mean, it's just ironic that they both dated the same woman. But then one married him, one dated him. But I ain't going to go into all that. <laughs> um, and it's ironic that, yeah, they were on this tour together. You know, when his artist Jay-Z was on a tour with R. Kelly. And, and 
and amazingly enough, you know, they didn't want to participate in the, you know, the whole documentary that was out on Lifetime Surviving R. Kelly. So I don't know. I mean, again, I would love to hear y'all perspective again. I didn't do my homework, so I'm in detention. (laughs) (laughs) Staying after school. Um, Look, man, I want to support Dane, right? Because (laughs) I like the stuff that he talks about as far as culture vultures. Um, and the fact that they are <clears throat> in a music that's 99% black, right? You don't have that many executives. And that's the only chance that black people have to be executives in the music business because mm. it's not like black people are going to be, go and become executives at a country music or a rock and roll uh, mm-hmm. label, right? right. Mm-hmm. So come on. Like, that's one, that's one area that I, I definitely agree with Dame about. Mm. But it's curious to me that he never talked this shit before, right? Until he fell out with Jay Z, and you know, maybe he grew up, maybe he, you know, had some personal growth or whatever. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to 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 cheer to root for Dame, man, because he's such an asshole. <laughs> he's a gaping asshole, yep. man. Like <laughs> even that interview with Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is trying to be as nice. It is possible to, to Dame and give him this platform. And Dame just starts attacking him. Like, Dame mm. does not have a, a humble bone in his body, <laughs> right? Nope. He's cocky, yeah. He's arrogant. He doesn't <laughs> listen. Like, to Dame, a conversation is just him talking. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's not listening to you talk. He's just waiting for his chance to attack you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I can understand how maybe that that just got on Jay-Z's nerves and Jay-Z was like, peace, I'm out, right? Um, as far as the R. Kelly stuff, it's like, Dame, he started attacking uh, Nick Cannon for because Nick Cannon made a song with uh, R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. But Dame is really? on. Yeah, started attacking him. And, um, and Nick Cannon was like, let me explain. And Dame went out here, let him explain. He's, you made a song with him, blah, blah, blah. But Dame... Did a video. First of all, Dame. They did a tour. They did a tour. He was all up in the videos. Yeah. Dancing. Fiesta yeah. video. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. That wasn't even a Rockefeller song, was it? That no, was, it was R. R. Kelly's Kelly song. song. Yeah. He's yeah. all up in the video. You didn't have to be in that. Right. And it, Bass of Both Worlds came out on Rockefeller, so I'm sure he made some money off of that. Yep. He may not try to claim it now. So it's very <laughs> hypocritical of him to try to attack Jay Z and Nick Cannon. And then talk about, well, I never took a picture with him. You never saw me on a scene with him. Like, shut up, Dame. You're just, you're just a hypocrite, man. Look. Oh, shit. I understand you're hurt because Jay-Z left you, you know. But come on, man. You're just being a hypocrite, man. Like, just admit. Just say we all made mistakes because they all, most people made mistakes and gave R. Kelly a pass for their leadership. Um, and just say, yo, we fucked up. We gave him another pass after the video came out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. live and learn. But don't, don't, don't be a hypocrite. Yeah, um, I, I can't really take Dame at, at face value because um, essentially Dame, he's he's just he's a showman. He 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 everything he he says does. 
Uh, you can't take it for like a hundred percent accuracy because he's trying to like he's trying to like you know be sound good on the radio. He's trying to sound sound good, sound like a, I'm a boss, whatever, all this stuff. He's a slick talking nigga from Harlem. Yeah, basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's all he is. Basically, oh, he is. He he really is. Honestly, that that that's that's exactly what he is. Um, Monster baby. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to know? You got to watch out from the Harlem cast, man. Yeah, yeah. They'll talk you out of your shoes. <laughs> Dapper Dan niggas, yeah. <laughs> and then give them, and then sell them back to you? <laughs> <laughs> that triple the price. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, there's always, like, so, he's always, like, um, just, like, contradicting himself in interview. I mean, I, I, on the one on the one hand, He's talking about, uh, I don't know what fear is. I'm a boss. Like, you're not even speaking my language or whatever. Fear, I don't even know what that is. And then he talks about, you know, um, how people can, can make up can make up stuff against you. And he talks about, oh, I'm, I'm scared of that. that that's, kind of, that's kind of thing that, that scares me or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't take him seriously. I can't take him at, like, his, 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 at face value and everything he says. Yeah. Okay? So that's, that's number one. But... The whole trying to distance himself from R. Kelly, it was just, it was pathetic, honestly. It was, really it, was it was fucking sad mm. because, like, like he talked about, um, he was in, he was in the, all up in the Fiesta video with fucking dancing. bottles and shit, dancing and shit. He not, he, you said he has to be in it. It's R. Kelly's song, <coughs> even if uh, Jay Z, Jay Z's on, it doesn't mean he has to be on, in the fucking video. And then he. Then he, with his revisionist history, talking about how he never made any money off of uh, R. Kelly. Wow. Shit. Guilty until proven innocent. I mean, that wasn't on. He was. He didn't make money off of Dynasty. Dynasty Rock La Familia. I mean, that was that was a, a single of that off that album. You could try to tell me that Dame Dash didn't make any money off off that album. He's he was an executive, executive producer. producer. Exactly. Stop. Executive fucking producer of that of that album. And, and, and but now. All of a sudden, now you 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 want to act like you're you're this this uh, this uh, arbiter of, of morality. I'm t- I was too moral. I took a moral stance to not to not uh, not make money off of uh, off of oh, R. Wow. Kelly and all Damn. this all this stuff. I'm like, Dave, seriously, get the fuck out of here, dude. Damn. It's 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 so it's so ridiculous. I I I just cannot really take him take him seriously as far as as far as that's concerned. But um. I just find it funny how like all these all these celebrities, everybody is trying to do as much as they can in order to mm-hmm. to distance themselves from from R. Kelly. When I mean, shit, all you have to do is say, yeah, okay, yeah, we we fucked up. We, I mean, we we uh, you know we we didn't really know what what it was, the extent of it, especially before before the PP tape came out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you 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 could say, I mean, everybody heard about the uh, the, uh, the the marriage to Leah, but that was still just conjecture. Right. I mean, nobody nobody had any hard evidence until the PP tape came out, and that when it right. came out, you know, that's when people like actually, you know, except Nas. See. Nas denounced uh, R. Kelly after the tape came out. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> he had he had a song with R. Kelly too. So I mean, that was before the PP tape. I'm just saying, Nas is is a moral guy. Oh wait, wait. He 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 made a song with Aaliyah first, and then he made a song with R. Kelly. So he had the inside info. So let's not let's not let's not do that. Let's not do that. Oh, oh, let's man. bring up Aaliyah too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Did this whole thing? Did the whole rock crumble because of a girl? <laughs> oh boy, here we go because with conspiracy. I was, <laughs> no, 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 it's not conspiracy. I was listening to. Um, oh, we're gonna get our chatty pat on tonight. Mm-hmm. Chatty patty <laughs> shit on tonight. Um, choke no joke, right? Mm-hmm. The video, video photographer, right for the rock. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. say Jay Z was dating 
uh, Aaliyah. Mm. Really? Okay. Like really dating her. Yeah, I heard right? that. I heard that story. And Dame stole her from Jay. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Jay being the petty guy that he is, we all know he's a petty guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is pretty petty. You know, I mean, he got it with Nas's baby mama just just to spite Nas. Let's call him on the baby seat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. Because the guy didn't want to be his friend, but that. <laughs> oh boy! But back in the day, he was getting chased in your building. But <laughs> could it be like they 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 destroyed the you know death of a dynasty of a girl? I, I I don't think so. I mean, shit. I mean, when what was that? Like two thousand? I mean, they the death of the dynasty. I was like in two thousand four or so. So three two thousand four something like that. I mean, did it really take like four years? I mean, that was several al- albums later. Do you think Jay Z worked with? Uh, R. Kelly just to spite Dame because he dated Aaliyah. I mean, shit, Dame, Dame didn't. Dame certainly didn't seem like he minded when he was all up in the Fiesta video. I mean, I think, I think Dame, Dame, he won, he won the, the check more than anything. I, th- I don't think he really, he really cared that much. Honestly, I think this is all just revisionist history. I think he's he's trying to make himself sound good, sound like he's a, he's a, he's morally superior superior to other people. Now all of a sudden, now that uh, R. Kelly is is being like pushed as as like you know. The, the the pedophile that, that that he is, but he wants to make he wants to basically put as much distance himself to, uh, with himself and R. Kelly and basically put it on Jay Z. Of course, well, and of course he would want to do that, right? Because he doesn't want to be affiliated. But I mean, yeah, and I, like I said, I didn't see it, but based on y'all accounts of it, yeah, I mean, come on, man, I'd have been like, are you fucking serious? Like, Dame, stop. Come you on, gotta watch come it, on, man. man. Yeah, I guess I'm. A, yeah, I'll catch it. You know, what I'm saying definitely. Um, yeah, he gotta stop. Like you know, it's doc. It's you know, it's documented. He's we bitter. He's very. He's a very bitter guy, man. Yeah, man. You see him all up in the video. Jay Z. I mean, again, when I heard you know Jay Z was approached to do um you know to have a sit down with um Dream Hampton, and he refused. I said, yeah. Well, I mean, shit. He's like, shit. I incriminated myself. I was all up in the motherfucking video with the nigga. I did an album, a tour. <laughs> tour I ain't yeah. trying to be affiliate, right? He's yeah, like, he's like let the shit blow over. Let the shit blow over, you know? Because <laughs> think about it, right? Rock Nation. He's like fucks. Title. I mean, imagine that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so he's yeah, trying man. to fuck around and protect his business interests and his own interests. He's like, fuck this. Yeah, I'm surprised. So, but, I'm surprised Tata wasn't on the uh, on the uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, Blake got a uh, Blake got an interview uh, podcast coming out. Um, word. Well, he's yeah. talking about it. Yeah, yeah. He Ooh, said he basically he basically said that that Dame is full of shit. That he was he was yeah. he was all about it. He was he did, he. He he was all about you know making money with R. Kelly. So he didn't cut care. it out. But I mean, yeah, cut it out. But to, I, me, to me, to me, Tata's the moral arbiter in this whole uh, Rockefeller <laughs> Tata. situation. Shout out Tata. Tata knew uh, R. Kelly was evil and just racist. Right. But Bleak Bleak is a very uh, to me like he comes across as a very truthful guy, man. Mm-hmm. All the podcasts oh, yeah. I've ever seen him on mm-hmm. seems like a fair guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna listen to that to that podcast and see what Check. old Bleak got to say. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Mhm. Okay. All right. So let's uh let's move on to uh another segment. And this is a, a segment that we call Tales from the Sunken Place. So we have a Sunken Place nominee and that nominee is Chris Rock. So, uh recently a tape emerged, a video emerged of uh Chris Rock um uh, basically kicking with uh Louis CK and uh Jerry Seinfeld. And uh, I forgot the other guy's name. Um, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais, yeah, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, in the uh, in the tape, well, you listen for it. You listen to it for yourself. 
<laughs> He's the blackest white guy I well, fucking know. And, I'm, and then all the, the negative things we think about black people, this fucker. You're saying I'm a nigger. Yes, you are the niggerest fucking white man <laughs> I have ever. Oh, amazing. Oh, I don't think he, he could do that. Oh, what? I don't think he has those There's qualities. There's only two. You, I, never I, I mean, no, you don't even understand. Really? You don't, you don't really know him. Like, you, I've worked with him. No, like you're a bit no. about... Uh, no. I wouldn't use it anywhere. No, exactly. These two, these two we use We say that nigger on stage. On stage. <laughs> you guys don't. That's a, yeah. Yeah, that's the two teams that's here. That's the difference that between... Like, yeah. That's right. So, um... What do you guys think about uh, Chris Rock and his nomination to the Sunken Place? <laughs> Rejected. Listen, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Defend your boy. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. First of all, he got to go first. <laughs> first of all, nobody has spoken more truth to truth with an F to white America or America in general about race, race relations than Chris Rock. Every one of his stand-ups, like half of it, is just dedicated to just talking truth to power uh, to white America and his treatment of black people, right? And discrimination and all that, racism and all that stuff, right? So we know Chris Rock is no coon, right? Now, the thing is, like, we have to put everything in proper perspective and we have to give everything context, I watched this interview. This interview came out like seven, eight years ago. 2011. Yeah. And I watched it. I think it was on HBO or something. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to remember like Chris Rock and uh, Louis C.K. are buddies, right? Like they're, they're really good friends. They work together. Uh, Louis C.K. wrote Pootie Tang. He used to write for the Chris Rock show on HBO, right? And in that conversation, Louis is referencing a comedy routine that Chris Rock used to do on his first album, the niggas versus uh, black people versus niggas, right? So that was a direct reference. But you wouldn't know that if you you know if you're not familiar with Chris Rock's work, right? So that's all it was, you know. And so for somebody to go dig up that shit, man, from 2011 try to make Chris Rock look bad or to try to attack Louie because Louie is down right now. You know, it's just, it's scumbag behavior, man. It's the same thing that the, 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 the person who brought up those tweets about Kevin Hart, right? I mean, we are in, we are in an age right now where everybody wants to be outraged. Like, outrage feels good for people. Right, like, oh, I pull up these old tweets. I pull up these old videos to try to embarrass this guy and try to get people outraged about what was said, man. Like, come on, man. Like, just like I, just like I defended Kevin, uh, Kevin Hart. I'm going to defend Chris Rock on this one because, and Louis, because I think I don't think Louis just was just saying some racist shit. He was just trying to be funny among amongst comedians, right? And We've all listened to enough uh, podcasts with comedians to know how they joke around with each other. That shit is really mean or whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Like, come on. I mean, he could have threw an A at the end, though, man. I mean, shit. You know? He has the nigger. 
the hard no, but no, but the routine no, was he, niggers versus no, black was, people. It was it was niggers. niggers. It was yeah, niggers. Black, it, it wasn't niggers. It exactly. was niggers. Niggers. Yeah, I remember that. That was from Big and Deaf, I believe, when he said that. When he said different, what, uh, different. Which was actually the best, uh, the best uh, stand up of all time is um, Bring the Pain. Bring the Pain. All right. Yeah, yeah that's right. His first full hour back yep. in ni- 1996. Right, but yeah, and then I rem- I remember that joke when he said that. Right, it was um yeah, and it was and there's a difference difference between black people and niggas. So if you at least do an A on there, I'm about to say, all right, you know, all right, Louis, <laughs> you get you get one. <laughs> you get a little too familiar don't. right now. <laughs> no, I mean, just don't don't slip up. <laughs> you know, when you're not in that con- you know comedy context, motherfucker, because you know what I'm saying you might get dealt with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean, um. Again, you know, it's one of them times, you know, I, I hear you, Rob. I'm with, I'm with the, you know, with the program on that, too. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act all sensitive about the shit. But I will say just, you know, he has to be careful, though, you know, because, again, the way he said it, I would, if Chris Rock could have, he said, hey, homie, you know, you got to put an A on that motherfucker. You wrote, you, wrote, you wrote for me before, dog. Put an A on that motherfucker. Don't be putting no ER. You're going to get me in trouble here. I mean, have that kind of, you know, awareness, you know what I mean? So. Can I can I can I say sunken place? Uh, definitely the teacup. He heard the spoon. His eyes got big, and then he woke up. So I don't know if I'm gonna put him in the sunken place. Um. Okay. Let's uh, go into a little uh, Chris Rock history then for a minute. So uh, Chris Rock, yes, he uh, he had the whole niggas versus uh, black people versus niggas um, routine. Uh, he did it. He said he would never do it again. Um, okay, there's a reason why he 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 never want to do it again because he didn't want like he said what he said. He didn't want like white people like um, using that using uh, niggas uh, saying that kind of thing um, and using his uh, his mm-hmm. stand up routine as as a, as an excuse for it. But I mean, you're okay with uh, now Louis C.K. using his excuse for it. I mean, that's that's cool now. Um, and. Yes, I agree that uh, Chris Rocky has said a lot um, as far as like um, uh, bring a lot of our racial racial stuff um, to the forefront. Um, however, um, if we're gonna talk about him like bring Tim talking uh, talking to to power, I do remember him hosting the Oscars and him basically saying, "Hey, don't y'all niggas have anything better to do than but to talk but to, but to uh, you know complain about the you know." Uh, by people not getting Oscars, I do remember his monologue saying that. So I mean, I think for me, and that that's what for me that's when Chris Rock he the kind of the bloom kind of came, came off the rose, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. because yeah he had he had an opportunity. It was a time it was a time when he could have easily just just stood up and um, and and said something and been and been like um, an advocate for for black people in Hollywood, but instead. No, he um, actually did. No, he didn't. Not really. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Instead, <laughs> instead, instead, he went up there and he kikied and and said and started talking about how uh, you know y'all y'all back in the '60s that's when black people actually had had actual stuff to to uh, to, uh, to worry about. I mean, could you imagine somebody like uh, saying something about like the Me Too movement and say coming go going up on the Oscar stage and saying, you know what, um, yeah, the, the Me Too shit is cool. But you know, back then in 1920s, that's when women really had something, something, something to uh, to worry about. So y'all don't worry, don't worry about this shit. So yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm, to, for me, Chris Rock. Ever since then, he's kind of like 
he's kind of he, he's he's lost he's lost the luster as far as far as as far as what I'm concerned. He even like went went so far as to say, "Oh, these are the best white people in the world." You know the the the, the, Hollywood, the Hollywood liberal. No, he, no he did, I gotta push he back did, on nah, that. He, he did he did that too. I gotta push. He did back all on that. that. Look, those are just jokes. Just uh, those Google are just jokes, man. Google that. Google that. Uh, that whole. Um, I think I think service cherry picking. Google that whole um, Oscar's uh, monologue, mm-hmm. right? And you'll see he he's he, he is attacking racism in uh, in in Hollywood, but then he also makes light of it. Like, damn, this ain't this is not the civil rights, you know what I mean? So he's a comedian. That's what they're supposed to do is make fun of absurdity of people getting so angry about. Oscars, right? And making it seem like it's a civil rights issue is not, right? So that's 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 the absurdity that he's trying to draw. So um yeah, so you know just watch it for yourself, man. Because I think Serve is uh, cherry picking. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not cherry picking. I'm, I'm, I'm actually giving, giving like actually it's, it's things that, that that he said. I mean, if you talk about like if you talk, if you want to talk about you know um, uh, what he said. That's that's exactly that's exactly what he said. And you know he he said he did yeah. Um, he even said stuff like um, you know it's not like real racism. It's just more like you know um, you're not a kappa or whatever. That's not like it's not like. He basically made light of it, and and I defy you to find me like any kind of a comedian who's made fun of like any kind of women's issue, any kind of gay issue on on, any, on that on that platform at all to to make to make light of it in any way that in anywhere even close to what to what Chris to what Chris Rock did. Well, okay, so you have to understand the con. Let me give you the context again. Chris Rock hates awards. Like I've heard him say. These awards don't mean shit, right? Like my the my favorite my favorite movies never won awards, right? I even say uh, my favorite music never won Grammys. So to him, it's like awards are sh- a shit, right? They're like it's just rich people getting together to clap for themselves. That's where he's coming from. So that's why he's saying why are people getting so upset about some goddamn Oscars. It's not really that serious. It's not going to have a real impact on real life, right? So that's where he's coming from. He's just making absurd... He's, he's pointing out the absurdity of people getting so angry about Oscars as opposed to, like, real shit in life did, did that he happens. Say, did he say that about the women representation, like, in the, at the Oscars, too? Did he, did he say that about that? Has he ever, has he ever said anything about, about that? Or does, or does he know better? Was that an issue at the time? It's always been an issue. Women, women's, women's, but at the time, representation. At the time, remember, remember that the thing was like hashtag Oscars so white. Uh-huh. It's not like Oscars so male, right? Okay. So we, I mean, we have to be fair, man. You know what I mean? Like we have to be fair. I mean, you gotta be fair, sir. I mean, he got a big house he gotta pay for in New Jersey. <laughs> he just had a divorce. He gotta pay alimony. I mean, damn, be fair, bro. Uh, you ever he, had to pay for two rich bitches? He wasn't. He wasn't divorced then, but yeah, I, I know what he, you mean. He, yeah, man, he was doing his dirt. <laughs> so, so he saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, sort of. He was like, "Hey, man, I know I got to pay this alimony eventually. I got to think about the present value of tomorrow's diamond." Let me, let, me put, let me put these tap shoes on real quick. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? That shit's real out here in Jersey, man. Especially in Jersey with them county taxes. What? State. T- 
Them state taxes are real down here in Jersey. Yeah, talk, the, the, talk, thing, the thing is, I think we should have talk, a talk conversation. About, talk about having, having real shit to worry about, you know, than rich people problems. We should have I mean, a conversation private school in the future <laughs> about outrage. I would like to have a conversation about outrage. In the this age day. of outrage. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that in, you know, in a, in a future uh, podcast. Okay, all right. And let's dissect everything, right? Like, what, what should we be outraged about, right? Okay. All right. Well, let me yeah. let me get you guys votes. Rob, what do you what's your vote? Not guilty. <laughs> I got all my mommy. <laughs> what about you, T Black? Probation. <laughs> you, nah, nah, you don't do that shit. Is it guilty or not guilty? Ah oh, shit. Um Damn. I said Comment guilty, him not guilty. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, for what he said, I mean, just keep keying all that bullshit. I, I mean, I'll say yeah, not. I'll say guilty. Fuck it. All right, I'm going guilty too. So, vote uh, two to one. This is an outrage. But but I'll say this. But he's definitely definitely eligible for early release. Nope. I'm outraged. It's outrage. <laughs> <laughs> He's eligible for early release. I'm no, outraged that's, that's, outraged. that's another court that decides that. He he, he got he got one more fuck up <laughs> before I be like, all right, motherfucker, you doing time? But for now, early release. You get you got early release. Time served. Alright, you be copping please like a motherfucker. Hey, Amen. God damn. Chris Rock's the homie, man. Right. Shit, I fucked with Chris Rock. Man. Okay. All right, so uh, that concludes our podcast. If you want to. Uh, uh, send us an email. Uh, apply for uh, Rob's wife. Uh, please send us an email at official 3 podcast at gmail.com. Not wife. Find us. Specifically. Okay. <laughs> Find us on Twitter at 3 Kings Podcast and on Instagram and Facebook at official 3 Kings Podcast. And with that, we're out, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Peace. Classic hip hop shit. Dr. D.R.E. Rose and Jay, let's get them. We started out mopping floors, and now we front row at the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. Yeah. And it is what it is.